from sheisconference.org and Summit Church in Indiana, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the She Is Community Podcast. All right, ladies, welcome to another episode of the She Is Community Podcast. I get so excited when we do this. Also, we have some intense equipment and I feel like I'm hosting a radio show (laughs) and I don't know what to do with my hands or like anything so it feels super professional well when we started this katie uh we were on our phones yeah just over anchor which Mm -hmm. is a great platform yeah free yep amazing but yeah it was not as professional as this by any means and then yeah and then in the middle of covid stay at home it's like well let's do zoom and we'll record the conversation i'm like messing with audio i don't have an audio mixing background i'm like it sounds good to me so this is a whole new whole new world Oh, that is. How nice. <laughs> Probably sounds so crisp. It does. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are back for another episode. So let's go around. I was going to say around the room. Nope. Around the table and just right. introduce ourselves. Yeah. Well, why don't you start off? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> my name's Katie. <laughs> um, what else am I saying about myself? Just what you do for a living and oh. your favorite thing about life. I don't know. <laughs> All right. What you love to do in your spare time. What I love to do in my spare time. Okay. Well, my name's Katie Stevens. That's my last name. Mm-hmm. Um, I, a, I work at Summit Church. I'm the director of our kids ministry in Blairsville at our Blairsville campus, um, which is awesome. I'm learning every week. You know, I'm just falling more, more in love with what I get to do. So um, I love doing that. And on my spare time, hmm, I find myself baking a lot recently, which is a good and a bad thing because mm-hmm. I live by myself. So it's like, well, Katie, you've made all these things. Now what do you do? Um, but even I was like, I'm going to make cookies. I made cookies the other day. and uh, But I like to bake. I love to read. So reading has been super fun for me ever since I was younger. Um, and any opportunity I get to be outside, that just yeah. really refreshes me. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm next. Yeah, you're next. Okay, I'm Jennifer Stanley. Uh, I'm a new addition to the to the crew here. Um, Hoping to bring the party. (laughs) (laughs) You will. Okay. Okay. So um, I I have my own counseling practice, and I've been doing that exclusively for it was two years. So I'm at right at two and a half years. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And free time, I I don't know what that is. So (laughs) because I I really pack my schedule full. I, I love what I do, and um, so it's hard for me not to want to do that. <laughs> so yeah. I don't I don't really have a lot of downtime. But if I do, it's probably sitting still, and like you know, and uh, that that's it. <laughs> so <laughs> well, which I don't get to do. And you have kids, and you have a grandbaby. I do. Uh-huh. And so, mm-hmm. but for those of you watch, like listening, if you're seeing me, you'd go, "She does not look old enough." To that's have right. A baby. So I want to show that. Out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do though. So yeah, I have three daughters and uh, Carly, Coco, and Claire. And then we have a grandbaby uh, named Ari, and she just turned one. Cutest thing ever. Oh my gosh, so she cute. yes, she's hilarious. Um, it's really different as a grandparent. Like when you when I leave, like she reaches for me, and I'm like, oh, she wants me. Like when it was my own kid, I'm like, you'll be fine. Go talk to your dad. You know? So true. It's such a shift, and so, but I'm really enjoying her. And you were so. married to Todd for how yes. long? Yes, uh, it would be 23 years in January. Wow. Yeah, like for stinking ever. And so, yeah, so Todd's <laughs> my husband, and we've been in Pennsylvania seven years in July, because yeah. you're going to hit eight in January, right? We're going to hit eight, eight okay. in January. Wow. So, um, yeah, and so I love here. I'm one of the weirdos that love the snow. It's my favorite yes. thing. Everyone thinks I'm crazy, but Man. I love the cold. It's my favorite. I hate to be hot. I get super cranky <laughs> when I'm hot. Like, not fun to be around hot. So, um, 
Yeah. So I, I, I love Pennsylvania. I have no plans to, to leave. Um, cause I can't take my weather with me unless I can get a beach house. I'd, yeah. you, know, you could talk me into a beach house. <laughs> That's about it though. So that's why we need to process some time is you don't love the hot though. But, right. But, I know, but the wind, like, but if I can have my feet like in the water, yeah. I could probably deal with it. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I will say it is different. It is. I yeah. can't do beach. I'm, really? I know. It's like my worst quality. <laughs> <laughs> nope. If I had to choose, I pick the forests and the mountains. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. That's okay. We're all, you know, created we can, differently. Yeah, we can still talk. We can. Yeah, I'll call friends. you from the beach. <laughs> be and I won't be jealous. <laughs> and I love it all. So okay. I'll go both places with okay. you. Um, well, my name is Kim Massengale, and I am the women's pastor at Summit Church and a bunch of other things. Um, <laughs> and I, of course, lead Shia's conference. And I have two amazing girls. Gosh, they are 19 and 16, Abby and Emma. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. And Mel and I will have been married. Well, we just celebrated our 22nd anniversary, Mm. which, yes, I agree. Like, if you were to hear that, you would not believe that I look this young. I know. It's amazing. Incredible. (laughs) Fountain of youth. Yeah. (laughs) We found it. Exactly. (laughs) Indiana, Pennsylvania. That's right. Yeah. Yep. It's in the cold, ladies. That's where you find youth. We'll send you our favorite beauty treatments. No, I don't don't really have uh-huh. any consistently. But um and then we've been lead pastors here for almost eight years in January, which is mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah. So it's been a ride and I am with Jen. The minute snow comes, I start singing. Christmas music. <laughs> I do. And I'm I'm a Pennsylvania. I've lived in Pennsylvania my whole life, and I feel like I'm one person who lives in Pennsylvania that does love the snow. Because you meet yeah. some people who just they hate, hate it. it. I don't get that. <sighs> and I'm from the eastern side of the state, where when it snows, oh baby, it snows, and I get so excited. <laughs> so I like wait here in western Pennsylvania, like please, can we get more than an inch? Yeah, I love it so much. Right, because like, in the south, like if if it like even like there's a dusting, they shut down school. <laughs> Because, yeah. like, they're just not used to snow. No. And so, you know, so you come here and, like, life still functions in the snow. It's <laughs> yeah. like a Hallmark movie. Like, you still have to go to work when there's snow on the ground. <laughs> so it's a shift, but I love it. So I'll tag on to the fact that um, in my spare time, I'm with Jen. There's not much to be had. Mm-hmm. However, I do try to take Fridays completely off. Mm-hmm. And on those days, I actually enjoy doing laundry. Like, I know that sounds weird, but it is therapeutic for me. (laughs) Um, So Mel will be like, can I do the laundry for you? And sometimes I'll let him, but I really do enjoy doing it. I don't enjoy putting it away is the problem. Um, But I enjoy just sitting like this time of year is perfect. Mm -hmm. I really love my fireplace. Mm -hmm. And so just sitting in the quiet with a candle and a fireplace and a warm cup of coffee in my hand and it's snowing outside (laughs) it's just it's a picture of comfort right there wow it is my happy place Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to snow when when soon saturday you're kidding (gasps) well no accumulation but supposedly falling down the minute it happens it is quite magical it is coming i'm ready i'm ready so that's us yeah but why i wanted to do this um podcast today was i know many of you listening already probably have um, some familiarity with She Is community and what it is that we are passionate about. But I wanted to dive more into today about our 
mission statement of that. We desire to see every woman rooted and grounded in who she is in Christ. And why, like why that's such a huge value to us, why, um, why that is a part of the, she is name, you know, we, we say it's funny to, you know, um, make a list of she is lazy. She is like, (laughs) you know, um, but it's not just a fun word uh, that we come up with every year. Like, um, it really has meaning behind it. It has biblical meaning behind every word that we come up with every year. But what does that look like on the day to day of really being rooted and grounded in who we are in Christ and why is that important? So I just wanted to have those conversations with y'all today about what that's looked like in your personal journey, why you're passionate about helping women be rooted and grounded in who they are in Christ and just hear your hearts on it and I'll share mine too. But (laughs) any thoughts that immediately come to mind? Um, Yeah. I mean, when we first, uh, when you brought up what you wanted to talk about for this, um, this episode, I kind of took it back to like, all right, what, what is identity and how do we, what do people like, like, you know, I feel like we live in a day and age where labels are huge. Like, you know, whether it be personality type, uh, your appearance, you know, it's just a huge thing. And just thinking about how our identity, it's like what we think of ourselves starts at such a young age, like Mm -hmm. just the the words that are spoken over us, whether they be from family members or friends or the things that we say about ourselves and how, when we hear those labels and the things that are spoken over us, how we all all automatically are like, okay, I have to live up to that or I have to be that. Um, So that's kind of, I just kind of want thought, okay, back to the beginning. What are things that I've thought about myself at a young age? What are things that I thought others said about me at a young age and how has that shaped me today? And are those good things? Like are those life breathing things or those things that are, are those words that are just not going to help me at all and take my focus away who I am in Christ because I'm too busy um, listening to the labels or trying to live up to the labels that were spoken over me um, when I was younger. Yeah. So I'm still, I'm still processing. I think like, um, I'm thinking about my journey for identity. I think it's been fairly new for me to really grasp and say that I know who I am in Christ. Um, but man, it was a journey. It was not (laughs) pretty, right? It was really yucky and ugly. And so Kim was present for that. Um, and so I think for the longest time for me, it was definitely my career. My identity was my career. And then I came to Pennsylvania and, um, I think that's why God made me love the weather because if it had been based on my career, I'd have left because it was <laughs> yeah. yucky. And so, um, but then through that, like I had to just, uh, it, it was a process. Like I really tried to put into words, like what, like what steps I took. And it's just, it just felt like there's this onion that just kept getting peeled until I just found, yeah, until uh, I was like bare, I guess. And then had to rebuild if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know that the freedom class that we do here at summit is, was a major part of that. And, um, and that's probably why it's so important to me to be a part of that. Because when I went through it the first time I was like, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get free. And so if I had to have the hard conversations, if I have to pray about something, if I have to talk to people, whatever's going to have to happen, if I got to get rid of something, if I, whatever, like I'm going to do it because I don't want to be bound. Yeah. So I think that was that commitment to saying, I, this is going to happen for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and I've talked about this so much, but just like my own journey of just, always looking for to other people for affirmation, you know, from gosh, a very young age or just ripping apart like my body, like how I looked and, 
and um, just had a lot of like body shame, you know, really through into my adult life and um, just identifying with nicknames friends spoke over me, you mm-hmm. know, um, and really grabbing a hold of those as my names. Um, but then having to break free from that, of like, no, that's not who Christ says I am. That's not my identity in him. And even though I grew up in church my entire life, um, and I had parents that were like life mm-hmm. speakers mm-hmm. over me, like they weren't condemning, um, you know, but I still had to know it for myself. Like right. I could sit in church and I think that's the thing. Like we can all sit in church and listen and be a part. Um, but until we apply it in our mm-hmm. everyday life, yeah. like until the relationship gets deeply personal with mm-hmm. Jesus, um, our identity doesn't always like shift, you know? And yeah. so um, I think the thing for me too is like, my mom could speak life-giving words over me all day long, but until I applied like what Jesus says over mm-hmm. me all day long, you know, um, it helps. It helps to have parents that are edifying you and lifting you up for sure. But until you really apply God's truth and God's word over your life. I think one of the moments, one of the first moments for me was, um, and I picked this up from Louis Giglio. He was in one of his sermons was talking about how that when, um, when Jesus was baptized, Mm -hmm. that when he came up out of the water, that God opens up from heaven and says, this is my son who I love and am well pleased. And so that happened before Jesus did any miracles. Jesus hadn't done anything to earn God's love. Like he was just his son and he loved him. And so that was huge for me because I think um, I was striving. I was doing my best to earn earn his love and to, to know that he didn't even, he loved his son without him doing anything. Like surely he can love me without doing anything yeah. either. And so like really coming to terms with that was a big step, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, kind of when I was, <laughs> I don't even want to say preparing, but I'm okay. Yeah. Preparing when I was yeah. like, just thinking about this conversation. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to share a verse. Um, first uh, Peter two, nine, and I'm going to read the passion translation because I really like it, <laughs> but it says, but you are God's chosen treasure priests who are Kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonder throughout the world. And it's just a verse that God is telling us who we are. And so And it goes back to like what you guys were saying of, you know, knowing what God says about us. And when we know what God says about us, it can, you know, we shake off. I mean, it's hard. It's a process. It's a journey to shake Mm -hmm. off the labels that we've had for ourselves, And then, but then we, we realize who God has called us to be and we can fulfill the plans that he has for us. We can walk Mm -hmm. in that because he's saying that we are, we're Kings, we're, we're, we're priests, we're a spiritual nation. And and this is what we get to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, that's just, that's big because that's, you know, just going to the word and, and there, this is not the only verse where God mm-hmm. says what, who we are. Um, it's just, it's all over the Bible, who, who we are, who he says we are and, and how important it is for us to, to grasp onto that and then live that out. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I remember, you know, when we first moved here and of course, well, we all kind of live in the borough, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and so, but Jen and I live a little bit closer to campus than you did, Kate, but mm-hmm. however, 
When I moved here, you were one <laughs> I, of... I was a student. One of the students. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, you were one of the ones sitting in my living room on Sunday nights. Yeah. Um, but I remember just having this awakening, living in a college town, mm-hmm. watching out, literally out my window, girls walking to parties, mm-hmm. you know... Um, not sober a lot of the time and just God breaking, like literally breaking my heart into mm-hmm. of like, man, if they only knew who they were in Jesus, yeah, you know, if they only knew who they were in Christ, um, they would know like they don't, they don't have to, you know, waste their life away. They don't have to rely on alcohol to like get them through the night or, mm-hmm. uh, get them through the next moment or to even have fun, you know, that life actually can be like joyful Mm -hmm. and, and full and, and not empty the next morning. And, um, and really that's where for me, the heart behind she is was birthed was just out of watching out my window Mm -hmm. and having two daughters. And I know Mm -hmm. Jen can identify with this, like having two daughters that even though they live in a pastor's home and, um, we speak life over them, like just knowing like they themselves have to be rooted and grounded in God's word in order mm-hmm. to know who they are in Christ and and how important like it was for me to see them like in God's word for themselves and and discovering a relationship with him, with Christ for themselves so that they could be firmly rooted in that. So when trials and tribulations mm-hmm. come their way, when when the invite comes to a party or any of those things, like they maybe might not always make the best choices because yeah. they're all of our, we're all human, however, but um, that they can rely on, okay, like I know who God says I am, mm-hmm. like, or, or when they do stumble, like, okay, but I know who God says I am, and this moment doesn't define my future. Mm-hmm. Um, he can turn my story around. He can he can rename me, you know, he can yeah. set me on the right path. And, um, and so really that's, and those, those are the things that like get me riled up. They mm-hmm. get, yeah. keep me moving forward with, with she is, is, um, is helping women, not just women, but girls mm-hmm. really find their grounding in Jesus Christ yeah. and him and him alone. Well, I think um, media so much tells mm-hmm. us who we are, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and so um, you get really fast answers from that. So yeah. true. And so in my counseling practice, man, I see it a lot of just how much what we see in front of us impacts what we believe we either are or what we should be. Yeah. And so um, I think sometimes the church is quiet on those things and we should be really loud about yeah. who we are and about what God wants from us and, and why why he he's the best option you know Mm -hmm. and because right now like you're getting all these other directives about what you should be and what you should look like and what you should be wearing and um it's it's just not going to lead to goodness yeah well and when you say like the church should be loud I think if you've grown up in church you may think of like a judgmental voice Okay, that's not but, what I meant. No, 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 no. I knew you weren't I saying yeah, that. I'm I glad knew you're, exactly. I'm glad you're bailing me out of that. Right. <laughs> I do not mean that. I knew exactly what you're saying, but that would be what I would picture: is the church okay. like telling 
standing on the street corners telling the girls Get as they're walking on. by, you're, yeah, they're going to hell. <laughs> you know, that's not... Here's a jacket. Yeah, yeah. But what <laughs> I know out. that you're saying is the church should be like saying, here is why yes, being a I mean. Christ follower is mm-hmm. like not easy. Right. But here's what it does for you. Here's yeah. the life it brings you. Here's the hope it brings you. Here's the foundation that it brings you. And here, here's who he says that you are. Because even though the media is like painting this picture of this glamorous mm-hmm. whatever l- fake life mm-hmm. that you can have if you do x y and z mm-hmm. or live out your truth um it's all empty and the world mm-hmm. i think is quicker to cast judgment often <laughs> more often than than the church can be at times to be honest mm-hmm. like they can turn your back on you the quickest that with the cancel culture. I was just going to yeah. say cancel culture. <laughs> yeah. 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 And this may be a rabbit trail a little bit, but like I'm so against cancel culture because if you end up with someone that disagrees with you and you cancel them out, like then, and they leave your life, like you never have an opportunity to discuss what's going on yeah. and you never yeah. have, have an opportunity to influence them or, you know, have, have a conversation even. And so yeah. it's like, I'm totally fine with recognizing that you disagree with somebody, but like take the time to have the conversation and talk it through. doesn't mean mm-hmm. they have to exit your life forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a sub bonus point. <laughs> doesn't mean to do identity. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Oh, guys, I had a thought. It's okay. And it escaped me. It happens. <sighs> it's probably my rabbit trail. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> I, I don't think it was. I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to say something. And I, it's gone. Okay. Well, I tried. <laughs> well, so I'll ask y'all, um, like what, and I know, Jen, you said it was a process for you. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is for all of us. Yeah, for like, sure. It's not like one day you wake up and you're like, I know who I am in Christ and you never struggle with it again. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Right. So with that said, because that's, that isn't typically how it is. Like we still live in a fallen world where we're still going to have to combat lies of the enemy Mm -hmm. and combat like some of the the things that we default to. And so how do you both do that? What, what tools do you use? What, what things help you? Um, I, Okay, so for me personally, I think so self talk is a huge thing for me. Mm, and I'm really good at saying all the wrong things about who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so really just combating the things that I have to say. I mean, the Bible says that our words can can bring death to others. And so and even thinking about that, I'm like, man, that's so true. But also my words can bring death to myself. <laughs> like I can say such you know, think such bad things and I don't think I'm the only person who can spiral, you know, you think one thing and it's like this, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. And so even we're in November. So yeah, it would have been earlier this year. Like I had so many insecurities and then my insecurities were leading to fear. And then I was operating out of my insecurity and my fear. And I was like, what, what is happening and how did I get to this point? So for me, it's really important to, and I think I'll hit my two things kind of with this. Um, so speaking life over myself, but Mm. not just like, oh, Katie, you're so good. Like, not just the things I say about myself, but me speaking life over myself is what I'm getting from the Bible, Mm. what God says about me. Um, And I was looking for it. I thought I had it in my backpack, but I have this little like spiral bound index card thing. Um, And it just, you know, it says all the things that God says about me in the scripture that goes with it. And it's just a quick reference because I don't know the whole Bible, you know, there, you know, there are things that I can recall, but it just gives me an opportunity, you know, and to, 
to, to see what God says about me and then speak those things over myself and just so self-talk like good self-talk mm-hmm. but that self-talk coming from the, the word of God what God says about me so just knowing the Bible I think is super important because that's our sword you know that's what we take to battle and that's what we what we use against what the enemy says about us and what others are saying about us and so when I'm rooted in what God says about me that helps me it helps me see myself as he sees me um and my love language is words of affirmation. And so it's not that I need a pat on the back. It's, you mm-hmm. know, I don't go searching for people to tell me I'm doing a good job or this and that. But when I when I hear the words that w- that God says about me, that just fuels me. Because, all right, God sees me as a, a, his child. Like, he loves me more than mm-hmm. I can imagine. Um, you know, he, he restores me. He, you know, all of the things that he says. And so that's really important for me. And so there are a lot of times if I'm feeling like... Oh, I feel like a screw up or I messed up or I'm a bad friend or I messed up as a daughter. Um, I can't imagine you being a bad friend. <laughs> Let me just speak out for life over you in this moment. But it's, it's like, you know, this come on. If that's really well, a self talk, it's a big no. fat lie. But, it's, but that's the thing. It starts. Okay. It's like Liar. one thing. It's like, did I say that the right way? Do I need to apologize? Oh my goodness, Katie, mm. what were you thinking? And it's like, mm. do, do, do. all of a sudden, I've fallen down the stairs. It's like, how did I get here? Um, so, true. so it's just like going back to that of like, all right, I I'm allowed to speak life over myself. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to say mm-hmm. these these things about myself. Um, because they're what, that's what God says about me. Right. So, yeah. um, I have not, I'm not perfect. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't figured it all out, but when I find myself spiraling or getting to a point, I'm like, all right, you got to go back to the word. What does God say about you? Yeah. I promise Lily Giglio hasn't paid me to keep saying his name on here, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like he had a sermon and it's now a Bible study called don't let the enemy have a seat at your table. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it like has a million views and a half of those are my responsibility <laughs> because, um, that's my favorite sermon in the whole wide world. So yeah. even though I'm married to a pastor, that that is my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I can't tell you how many times I've listened to it or sent it to someone. And it's really about like, you can find it on YouTube if you're interested, <laughs> but it's really about like how quickly the enemy comes and tells us things, yeah. you know, and like how quickly we accept them to be truth. Yeah. Um, I'm constantly, I've, I've had to do it for myself and I do it in my practice about like, when someone presents an idea or I come up with an idea, I'm like, is that true? Yeah. Like, is that real? Where's the evidence that what you're saying is actually true? And that's mm-hmm. the thing. He's a deceiver. Oh, like man. it's just that little crack that you might have that he's going to get. It's not going to, it's not always glaringly obvious, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sorry. I think I cut you no, off. No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> I, I was just going to add two that I think um, really, I always struggle with or have been struggling with, and I think I'm better now, but not completely done. I'm a recovering uh, people pleaser for sure and worrying about what people think about me. Mm-hmm. And so like it's more what I understand through counseling stuff is that like um, it doesn't matter what you think about me, but it matters what I think you think about me, mm-hmm. right? And so then if I have the wrong idea what you think about me, then I like I chew on that for too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then you're like, okay, do you even, is there even truth? Or is any evidence that that's really the case? And, um, you know, and then checking in about that sometimes, yeah. like this is what you're thinking. Are you thinking this thing? Um, but I, I think often we cling to, to lies and think yeah. that we know what we're talking about. So yeah. that's a big one, I think for me. Yeah. Well, truth, I mean, lies can sound so much like our own voice, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. especially the ones that maybe we've believed for a very long time about ourselves. And so it's, um, it's natural to think, oh, well, this is true, or this is who I am, because it's a familiar voice. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I do think that it's like, 
it's a battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, we wage not, you know, we wage war not against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it's spiritual yeah. um, because the enemy really does want a seat at our mm-hmm. table. And um, and I, I think for me, yes, being in God's word is like everything. <laughs> it is life. It's why I have like chosen, okay, I have made it a discipline to get up early in the mm-hmm. morning um, because I have to have it. Like, yeah. It is like water to my soul, even on the days that maybe I go through the motions a little bit because there are those days. Um, It is still like I'm still getting it in. I'm still reading it. um, I'm still regurgitating it, you know, and that's not something that even growing up in church my whole life that I ever really made a practice of Mm -hmm. until my like adult life. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I think that we have to get to that Point. Like God gave us this amazing tool, yeah, <laughs> His Word that is alive and living, and um, we don't utilize it. Like Christians do not utilize mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and um, but two to have like friends, godly friends, oh, yeah, yes. in your life because. Just yesterday, I had a moment where uh-huh. I was like starting to let some little lies creep in of like, Kim, you're not a good enough pastor's wife. You're not leading these people the best or whatever. And and Jen was so like kind to like remind me. It was just via text, but like, mm-hmm. no, this is like this is what I see about you and what I know mm-hmm. God sees about mm-hmm. you. And, you know, we have to have those people in our lives. That's why community, she is community, yeah. is so important because yeah. um, those are the f- things that your godly friends can do for you that your your friends who do not walk with Jesus can't. Mm-hmm. Now, they can be encouraging. Yeah. They can be, um, they can be kind. Mm-hmm. Like there are, yeah ungodly people who can be kind. Um, But, but that's not the same as being a friend who can remind you of truth of like Mm -hmm. God's truth and, and hearing, hearing God and, and them delivering a word, you know, for you of like, here's what God spoke to me about for you. And here's Mm -hmm. how I want to encourage you and, and speak life over you. I have like four different directions, so I'm going to try to pick two. But like, so one was um, when you're talking about like um, the voice in our head, like as parents, our voice becomes our children's voice and Mm -hmm. like what they hear in their head. So like if you, if you think about that for yourself, it's likely some of the lies that you believe about yourself, like started from home, like your parents Mm -hmm. had said them to you, maybe not even in a hurtful way or Mm -hmm. intending to do any damage to you, but like maybe pointing out an area that you need to grow in. And then that becomes part of your identity and what you speak over yourself. And so I think that's why the voice seems so familiar because Mm -hmm. you're as a child, like you trust what your parents are saying, Mm -hmm. not in all cases, but on average, you would trust that. And so then you think, well, this must be true. Like my parents are my parents and they love me. And so they must, this must be truth. And so then I think the enemy just takes that and complicates it. And so that's why part of why I think that we hang on to it so easily. And then the other piece about friends um, and having godly friends versus not godly, godly friends. I think the key for that is like, who's pouring into who. Mm -hmm. And so I think you want to make sure that you've got godly friends that are pouring into you and that you are then pouring into your not godly friends, like, and make sure you're the one doing the influencing instead of them influencing you. Uh, I think that's huge. And like, you know, what you're exposing yourself to, what you're willing to be a part of, what kind of conversations are you in? Like, you know, those are, those are some shifts that I've made in my life. Like what, what am I willing to talk about? You know, what am I not willing to talk about? You know, and, um, which y'all know I'm pretty darn open. So, (laughs) but like, what am I, you know, I don't want to be talking about people. I don't want to be tearing somebody down. I want to make sure that we're bringing life and, um, helping them see the best in them. And so 
finding the people that are willing to do that, mm-hmm. hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really glad it kind of circled back and this is probably, you know, what we'll end on, but we just actually prayed to- about this. So I'm going <laughs> to yeah. say that God did it. <laughs> um, but even like, you know, talking about having godly friendships and I'm thinking, you know, I said just a few minutes ago, how words, of, words of affirmation is, is one of my love languages. But with that being said, like I would much rather hear a friend speak over me, what God says about me or mm-hmm. what God is speaking to them about me than I would like opening up a Hallmark card that was just signed yeah. by someone. Cause yeah, I'm like, I don't cute. need the Hallmark response. Like I, I need to hear what God says about me. And sometimes the only way that that happens is through the people in your life. You know, if you're in a super low place and thinking the worst of yourself, um, yeah, hearing it from someone else mm-hmm. and people that you love and that, you know, love you, I think just, it makes such a difference. And and I've definitely had relationships that I've stepped away from because they don't speak life, Mm -hmm. you know, like they're interested Mm -hmm. in tearing me down and, and, and pointing out my shortcomings. And it's like, you know what? I can do that by myself. (laughs) Like I don't need any help in that. And so like, I'm going to surround myself with people that'll speak truth, but to do truth in love. Right. And so I think it's important that you figure out who you're hanging out with. Yeah. And I think too, I I just want to say this before we kind of wrap up, but um, sometimes it's a harder conversation to have when you admit when you admit the negative feelings that you've had have over yourself or if you're in a, in a hard spot, but I want to encourage, have the conversation with someone that you trust, you know, a godly person who can influence, can speak life over you. Um, it might be a harder conversation, but I think speaking truth and love and in, in, in a safe place with people that, you know, um, who know God, who can, who can speak truth o- over you is extremely important. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting rushed with everything as we're ending. So I'm sorry about that. But um, so there's a t-shirt that was on Facebook that I now own. I ordered it off the machine. I have it myself. And it says on it, I'm not for everyone. Mm. And so that was huge. Like it probably like it was 2019 that I saw it and I took a screenshot of it and like, you know what? I'm not yeah. like not everyone's going to think I'm amazing and that's, that's so okay. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to find the people that think that I am rocking awesome <laughs> and that's who's going to be in my life. And so like, if you I don't like that. me, that's okay. Yeah. Not that I'm going to go around offending people and just like, you know, forget it. But it's like, I'm not going to consume myself with making sure that everyone likes me because I'm not for everyone. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. that was a huge turning point too. Jesus wasn't for everyone. He He died for everyone, but not not everyone everyone liked him. Not everyone thought he was awesome. (laughs) They should have. They were wrong. But they should have. Yeah. And everyone should think I'm awesome too. No. (laughs) Totally joking. (laughs) (laughs) Totally joking. Oh, I, um, yeah, I think we could like have several uh, podcast episodes on this topic and so we will because it's a very important part we'll develop this more and um I would love if maybe we talked next time unless you have a different plan but about like how to um how to spend time with God yeah no let's do it that has been on my heart this year for sure no and so I wanted to like kind of close on that note because I wanted to talk about like our heart for she is is to give you tools and so that's something that that we haven't, I'll be honest, we had like, you know, we kind of have the conference mm-hmm. and then we end. And yeah. um, and we're hoping that women are getting com- uh, plugged into their local church community mm-hmm. would be our heart. However, like something I've just been really, like God's really been stirring in my heart is for us to truly develop tools yeah. that we're handing uh, women following she is, even to help them process um, the messages they heard, you know, of yeah. just like, okay, 
how can when we go back and watch this or when we think back on what God spoke to me, how how can we process this even further? And so those are the, some of the things that I want to begin to develop um, mm-hmm. so that we are helping women apply all of this to their day-to-day lives. I think, too, if anybody's really interested in having a topic, you know, we would definitely entertain that, yeah. you know, if we have anything to speak about it. For sure. Um, I'm probably not your fashionista. Like, you don't want fashion <laughs> advice from me, but <laughs> if you have other topics. Would- she is in style. <laughs> yeah. no. I'm sitting here. I just came from painting. I have paint all over my hands. I'm literally wearing clothes that have every color of the Summit Kids wing on them. And I'm like, yeah, let's talk about fashion. <laughs> we'll go back to my uh, message on uh um, you are a Tupperware bowl, not even a Tupperware, <laughs> there you a go. Dollar General bowl. <laughs> totally dollar, yeah, Dollar Tree. All right, well, ladies in the room, mm-hmm. thanks for um, having this conversation. Like you said, we could probably talk a lot about it, and, and I'm sure it's something we'll revisit, but thanks for sharing your hearts and how God has spoken to you and the tools you have. And um, yeah, ladies, thank you so much for listening. Um, like the podcast, like this podcast and share it with all your friends. Um, you can listen to it anywhere. You can listen to podcasts as so I've been told. So, <laughs> so do that. Um, we thank you so much for joining us today. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.